Wake the Dead with Sean McCann. Answer what you like, and you don't have to answer whatever you know. It's uh, it's I'll say what I know. It's right. Good. Yeah. 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 And you know, feel confident. I studied him for twenty years. Right. I'm confident in what I know. I've studied (laughs) him for twenty years. Uh, I haven't read his books like fully for maybe ten, but I mean, I I remember a lot of everything. But I've read. Yeah. Right. Like the principles. All right, you've soaked them in. You got them in yeah. your. You got it all. Yeah, it's good. Twenty years, man. If you do, I mean, if you're playing ping pong for twenty years, you're gonna be an expert. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like what, anything, what, like if you do anything ago, for twenty years. Yeah, Tw- twenty years saying? ago when I was uh, in my twenty-one, when I was like twenty-one, twenty years old, mm-hmm. the OTO was publishing the books. And right. so it was easy to go to a bookstore and buy the book. So I just started buying up as many books as I could get. Right. Yeah. Kenneth you know, Grant. I think the only book that I really don't have. The, the, the only go book ahead, I don't have going. of Crowley's that I haven't uh, dug into is, uh, is The Vision and the Voice. I, I don't, I've never owned a copy of that book. I've read portions of it online. But okay. uh, other than that, I've had his, uh, read his diaries. I've read... Um, the confessions the his right. big uh hagiography drug, drug fiend and yeah. so um that, that, that diary of a drug fiend diary of a drug fiend is 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 like a semi autobiographical it's a lot of fiction and oh, really? he tells you it's it's not it's yeah, true yeah, yeah. but it's not true yeah he tells you it's a true story but the names and and the situations and a lot of it has just been changed to fit yeah, yeah. my story yeah. Do you think it does it does it turn like into like an ego aggrandizement? Is it like an ego aggrandizement, or is it he just wants to be creative? I, I think a lot of it. Uh, he has a point to his writings, mm-hmm. uh, his creative writing, his fictional writing that he tells you, like uh, Moonchild and Diary of a Drug Fiend. Uh, it's a lot of uh, e- ego centric. He, he's writing about himself. He doesn't <laughs> right. tell you he's writing about himself. He has a he has a character and it's a right. character name, but you you know which one he is in the story. You know. Yeah, Moonchild and, uh, is like. A, but but he has especially... a point to his. Right. Okay. So yeah. uh, here before we before we start, let me let me ask you. Okay, Jose Perez, welcome to Wake the mm-hmm. Dead. Uh, it is it is great Thank to you, finally well i'm very glad to have you sir and uh i'm i you know i see you as a as a peer and a colleague and i uh respect your mind and um, the words that you've said over the years and uh i'm very delighted to have you here on our show wake the dead and uh so tell us a little about yourself please uh well i'm Jose Perez is my name. Uh, been studying uh, 
the occult and ceremonial magic in Aleister Crowley since I was maybe about 17, 18 years old. Um, from there, I uh, grew on to other things. You know, I did not stay focused on that. I have also studied uh, Buddhism. Um, a lot of uh, the ceremonial magic in, that Crowley incorporated has to do with Buddhism. A lot right. of people don't realize that. A lot of people, they just want to look at the bad boy image and, and cling to that image. You know? Right. But a lot of it, he explained that if you weren't practicing Buddhism, you're not going to get anything that I'm talking about. Wow. But yeah, uh, you know, I've studied the Buddhism and I've, uh, from uh, my studies went through there and uh, Buddhism. And then I discovered um, Mark Passio and uh, a lot of different uh, online uh, anarchists. Uh, Wonderful. That that and that kind of uh, fit everything together in understanding what these people were trying to do. Yeah. Um, problem is, is that a lot of people like to um, believe what someone has told them instead of examining <laughs> things and seeing them in a, a blank slate and and seeing what they are. Right. Well so said. So it's hard to get people to. Uh, change their preconceived ideas of what a subject matter would be. Well, that, that actually is um, why one of the reasons uh, I, I, a lot of my training came from understanding the trivium and sorry, the, the sound got kind of crossed, but please continue. Are you still there? Can you hear me? Oh yeah. Okay, no, 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 I just I said, uh, a lot of that is, I hear you, I hear you. Okay, thank um, you. A, a lot of this has to uh, do with how people learn. And uh, right. uh, I, when I discovered the trivium, I, I picked up on it right away that this was the exact way we should have been being taught from the beginning. Yes. And this is part, that is part of the, all the occulted knowledge, you know, and right. uh, once you realize that knowledge being occulted didn't just happen to be in books on magic, but it was actually everything around you in the real world. Yeah, right. The magic is just the tool that you can use to relate to those objects in the real world around you, right? Oh, you're getting a little choppy. It's... You're book. Huh? You're getting a little you're choppy not... there. Yeah, I can hear you. It was just your reception, like, but uh, you're back on again. It's good. We'll, we'll deal with it. Okay. Hmm. Let me see if I can. Uh... So, oh, okay. I think uh, what happened was my internet went out or something's resetting. Oh, okay. So oh, it's it, all it'll better. come back. It, it sounds good now. So um, what you were saying yeah. that um, yeah, yeah. It, the, it, <laughs> you were saying that the way that, that people um, want to believe what they were told instead of investigating for themselves. And Crowley right. uh, is a character where, I mean, the badness of him is so bad. It's like you can't see anything else, you know? And plus he was an MI6 agent and like, you know, what do you trust? And like, it's, it's kind of a mixed bag and it's tough for people, myself included. Like I have to separate his himself and his actions from like the science that he was working on, you know, because 
if I get hung up in like, he was a psychopath who killed a cat in this many ways, then I'm not going to want to learn like about his Buddhism, you know, uh, whatever, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to be able to absorb his knowledge. And it's almost as if he did that on purpose to scare people off. Like, I don't know. What do, what do you say about that? Um, well, I think, um, being sensationalistic um, was part of his uh, his character. Uh, he was that way because of his repression of his ideals as a child. So he became an adult, and he said, "I'm I'm going to to throw caution to the wind because he himself misinterpreted the book of the law for years." Yeah, he channeled it with, with Rose. They right. they got this book called the Book of the Law, three chapters written in three days through channeling. Right. He didn't understand it for years. Really? And he himself took do whatever you he took the, the book of the law, the do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. He took that to mean do whatever you want himself. Oh wow. First. So okay as, as is you in its youth see wow. when when we're reading and we're reading in the book um magic without tears mm -hmm. magic without tears one of his last publications and that's why it's one of his most valuable publications because that's the book that tells you do what thou wilt does not mean do whatever you want right he had to learn that the hardest. he has the wisdom you know, he, of an he, aged man he, he in, when when he got when he got older he he put a lot of things together that right. he made a lot of mistakes in his life. Right. He's not the like kind of it, guy that's going to say I made a mistake because he doesn't believe that anyway. He, sure. he sees everything he does as a learning lesson. You know, I learned from it. You know, I, I didn't make mistakes, right. but that's his ego. Of course. Right. That's how he sees things. <laughs> well said. That's great. <laughs> I, I know a lot of people like that. So I, I seen him. Yeah. He's, seen a him good, in existence. he's a good example of that. So, the, so he himself yeah. had the idea of debauchery and free, like free love, like the sixties, you know, do what you want. Like, like the brave, brave new world type shit, you know, like everybody belongs to everybody mm -hmm. and everybody fucks and everybody does drugs. And like, it's a, uh, because, you know, well, why he, not? Right. But then he, he, grew, he had, go ahead. So, I'm sorry. He, he wasn't like any other megalomaniac. Uh, uh, a, a psychopathic megalomaniac says, yes, everyone should have free love, but all the women should have love with, make love with me. Right. Not that's... every, not you guys. Me. <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's the way he was. You know? Well, that's a he smart like, psychopath. Everybody should have free love with me. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, that, that, that he, he always had his, uh, his downfall, his downfall was his personality. His value is in his occult knowledge and in right. um, the works that he gave us and, and right. th those, is those things. Right. Because uh, for some reason, uh, the universe decided to um, give him this information um, right. in, in the uh, pyramids of Egypt, you know? So, right. And that, that's his whole, his whole career in life is based around the book of the law. Everything he wrote is, trying to clarify to that. that cow you know yeah yeah <laughs> right and was it i mean he He's was trying to, trying to make to 
he was trying to make a name for himself, right? He was trying to show the world I'm the best magician and I'm going to go in the pyramid with my wife and we're going to have this and we're going to do it, you know, and he could have gone in there and just like, you know, this sounds good. Well, I you know, think, and just convince people. I'm not saying he did, but well, I mean, there's the possibility it, um, is there. Right? He was he he was authentic in that drive. He mm -hmm. wasn't authentic and to be the best magician ever. That right. is authentically Crowley. What Crowley didn't understand was that the magicians that run the world weren't going to let him in the club unless he played ball with them. Right, and like, he was hence not a the Mathers He wasn't going to bend at the knee. Good. Yeah, he wasn't going to to uh, uh, bend down and kiss their rings. You know, he 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 was going to be who he was, and and right. that was where the occult turned on him. They used him his whole life, and the when he became invaluable, when he, they didn't need him anymore. Right. Yeah, the occult people that run the situations of mm -hmm. the world. You know, they knew about him. They knew what he was doing his whole life. They had dibs, dibs on him his whole life. And when they didn't need him anymore, they, they published what they needed to publish in the newspapers and they make him into the wickedest man on earth. So nobody right. will listen to him again. Right. That makes total sense. I mean, I mean they, look they, at what they do now to people. And he knew that. That's why. Yeah. That's why he relied on himself. That's why he, he went ahead and and started this, I'm gonna write books on Thelema, I'm gonna have students of my own because he wasn't going to get anywhere with the club. Of course. And so that's how Thelema started. That's how he right. started having followers and everything. He needed, and he did that because he needed money to, to eat and pay right. rent. He the, used up he all of his, uh, all the money from his family. He used up all his, all his yeah. yeah. So. Cause he's not a working um, yeah, man. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you're not a working guy. <laughs> uh, my, my son's coming out to say hello. I Howdy. Know. Hey. Um, Hi there, young man. Howdy. Hi. Yeah. Yes. I see curly hair. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm That's a marshmallow. Oh, yeah? <laughs> marshmallow? <laughs> Uh, that's a cute smile, man. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, man, that's beautiful. That's great. He's uh, he wants popcorn, so smart. But popcorn his brother told him, "Oh, I don't, I don't want any right now, so he's not gonna make it." <laughs> the older brother has to help him make it. Yeah. Can he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's cute. How many kids you got? Really, I, I forgot. Uh, I think I've, I've heard. Or three three kids yeah i have that's, three that's wonderful one daughter and two sons beautiful. That's beautiful uh my daughter's 16 my son is uh my older son is 14 and he's six wow that's great so well that's the great that work takes up my time that's that's mm -hmm. most of my time that's the best time yeah that's what yeah, i yeah. i try to <laughs> right right i just try to um keep knowledge alive that's all that's I right. can do. Yeah, man. And you're gonna I make. Teach, I teach them, and that's right. That's all I can do. That's that's my goal with with my son, like just to make him the perfect little warrior for to kill the state. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm putting, I'm giving him all the fucking. I'm just gonna plan on. And Jennifer's telling me, 
what if he doesn't grow up to be anarchist? And I'm like, what? It just doesn't fathom to me. How does that, how, how could he? <laughs> but uh, I'm like, of course, I'll love him anyway, you know, and whatever. But, you know, I'm, that's the goal. Yeah. To make well, I mean, a, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a rich man. I'm not a rich man. So, you know, I, I've had to subject my children to uh, public school and, um, right. you know, I just have to, Tell, I tell them, you know, you learn what you need to learn. I don't want to mess up their thinking because I understand that it's a it's a game. Mm-hmm. And I tell them, you have to play the game. You have to. You, they want you to get to the next grade level. You have to play yeah. their game. That doesn't mean you're getting educated. I'll help you get educated. <laughs> yeah. But what they want you to do is 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 you got to play the game, which means you got to memorize all that nonsense they want you to learn. Yeah. And it's okay. It, it, it's one thing. It's one thing to to do it and not see it. But I'm telling you what you're seeing. Yeah. I'm tell, I tell them this is what this is what you see, and they see it. They're Good. like, oh, okay, I see it because they they recognize now that some other kids play the game different than other people. Yeah. yeah. And and they they see it. They see that it's a game that if okay. they, and, they, and sometimes they don't want to play it. Nobody does. I tell them, okay, <laughs> I'm, I understand. I right. understand. You know, I right. understand. You were there y'all, too. Y'all didn't get good grades this year. I understand you don't want to play their game, but that's right. their game. I know. Nothing I can yeah. do about it. I know. And and the only thing I can tell them is is that you know, one way or the other, you have to get a piece of paper to work in this world. And, right. And if that's not part of what slavery is, I don't know what to tell you is. You know. It is. But to get a job, unless unless you're going to be an entrepreneur, you you got to get a piece of paper from an right. a, a educational system that tells yeah. you that they they'll hire you. Right. But I mean, if they understand the system, if they understand the system from the beginning, then they can like, yeah, work with their principles and like build something instead of like, you know, going into the workforce and like not having a goal and the shit and you just get lost, your life gets drained away and then like shit, you're 50 and retired or if you can get to retirement, (laughs) like, you know, if you if. Well, it starts with the basics. Yeah, right. Principles. Yeah. It's important. My son's only a year and a half, so I've got like a bunch ahead of me. I'm like, <laughs> I can't wait for the uh, the the questions phase. Right now, he's like learning all the words, and he's like repeating. He's like, you know, truck, and like you know, orange, and like it. It's great. Like everything is just like every day. Like look at his little face. It's, it's a it's a better it's it's another stage in my life where I didn't think that I could feel so much. You know what I mean? Like when I was younger, I didn't yeah. think like feeling this much was possible. And like, you know, oh yeah, it's it's being, being it's a wonderful. Well, like um, I think um, three things really changed my life. Um, and that would be, oh, you went blank again. You said three things that changed my life. That would be, uh, and then it went blank. Your computer's doing a, uh, your computer's rebooting. um, Man, it just, it just snapped back. Yeah, it just snapped back to reboot. You said you learned three things in your, yes, you're back now. You're good now, but you said you did three things that you learned. I'm good now. Okay. Yes, you're good, and there are three things that you learned, and then you're started, and you're like, uh, 
<laughs> so we didn't get any of the three things. So please, if you could pick up where you left off. Okay. The, the three things that um, really affected and saved my life, I would think, is uh, learning Thelema, learning Buddhism, and then having children. Right. When I had children, then I understood what creation was. Yeah. I understood. I, I had no more doubt that God existed, you know. Yeah. When you see that that life was created, you have no more doubt that right. God exists. Right. And like we. That's it. And then, yeah. and then you have to choose how you're going to live your life to further this child's betterment. And that means you have to improve yourself. Right. And I think when I, when I think I've really started trying to improve myself and make my life better um, 16 years ago when my daughter was born. And from that moment on, uh, it's been a growth process. Right. So I've really only been trying to, to be what I could be and accomplish what I can accomplish uh, through the great work when my child was born. Right. Before that, I wasn't taking anything uh, serious. Like it wasn't seriousness. Yeah. Right. But uh, I understood it and I learned a lot of it before her. But, right. you know, it helped change a lot of things. Then it makes it real once she came, once she yeah. showed up, right? Yeah. yeah. Once, life, once life exists, then it's like, yeah, life, life is God. And I understood right. that, you know, everything that is detrimental to life is not God. Yes. And everything that takes away is not God. And right. uh, the, you just have to look at things very basically. Um, like I tell my children all the time, I go, it's easy when you have siblings because you tell them you don't take what's not yours. Right. If it doesn't belong to you, you don't take it. Right. And, and then I apply that to everything they see in the world. Yeah. Is someone getting something taken to them that doesn't belong? Like, so is this someone getting stolen from death is death occurring at this situation and, and they get it. They, they yeah. get it as children because you just have to keep it simple. Right. It, it, it's, and it's good and that they have a they, sibling. They may not, to like try it out on each other to understand right 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 because love is the law and they have to love each other and their 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 blood you know their their yes. brother and sister and yes. i tell them well all the all, now apply that when you learn that then just look at the world and realize everyone's your brother and sister wow don't treat them like they're not your brother and sister treat everyone like they're your brother and they're your sister and that makes it a lot easier to have the compassion to care for everyone. Yes. It's not easy because a lot of people forget that in, inside themselves because they're egocentric and they're secondary psychopaths. Yeah. And they, they forget that we're all brothers and sisters, you right. know? Yeah. But and yeah. It's, um, and like the system, like... Anyways, and, I think we're getting off topic. We are, yeah. Shit. Okay, yeah. So we were... So the, the three things. So you started with your three big, three big uh, mental expansions of your life. The first one is Thelema, right? So you at nineteen years old. Thelema, yeah. At nineteen years old, you um, you decided. Well, I, I, please continue. Well, I was raised um, Catholic all my life, and. Um, Me too. 
at some point, uh, about 14 years old, 15 years old, uh, I gave up on it. I gave up <laughs> on God. And um, right. I, I, I said, this is all bullshit. Yes. But that's, uh, but I, I come later to understand that that's what religion was, what was bullshit, not God part. Exactly. Uh, but I gave up on it and uh, I deviled into the darkness. And part of deviling into the darkness is, is discovering Aleister Crowley. Right. Um, one thing I took to heart uh, from what the book of the law says is that you're not supposed to take in anyone else's um, interpretation or commentary. If you ever to read that book, you're not supposed to have understood it from anyone else's point of view prior to reading it. That way your, your absorption of that information uh, gets absorbed into you um, with a beginner's mind okay. to where you don't have a preconceived notion of what this book is talking about. Right. And that's the best way to learn from it. Right. Because that way the spirit channeling the information into the book is reaching everyone on an equal basis. Right. Now, when I read that book, it, it the truths within it resonated with me, which are, you know, I, I understood to do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the lost shore. I, I, that's that's the that's the juicy fruit that gets you wanting to read the book, you know. Right, that's but, the bumper sticker. Uh, to understand that the second part, that's the bumper sticker. Yeah, <laughs> but but, to under, but the people always forget the second part. The second part being love is the law. Love yes. The and in in my mind, that always meant you know care. That always yes. meant agape. Uh, it always was you know that. Uh, you weren't supposed to be a, an awful person, you know? I, I'm reading it as a child, you know? And so mm -hmm. I, I'm getting these ways of looking at it from it. And um, and I, I understood how, um, what a lot of people were reading into Alistair Crowley was, you know, they, they, they took this knowledge and everything, the first book of it, which is, and then, and, and they just ignore everything they do. They treat it like people treat the Bible, you know. They oh they, yeah, they, they take what they want they and they leave they the shit. Like yeah, the right, 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 right. People do that all the time with Alistair Crowley, and yeah, that makes they, sense. They want it. They and they want it to do that because they want to justify their moral relativism. Yeah. That's all it is. That's right. it's as simple as that. They'll take right. it to justify their moral relativism. Right. And, and Crowley's whole idea was he wasn't gonna judge people. He wasn't gonna tell people don't do stupid shit. He was gonna tell people do what thou wilt. And now it's up to you. Are you gonna figure that out, or are you gonna just stumble around and kick your face in, in the dirt all the time? Right. Because what the book of the law tells people is, you know. You have no right but to do what your true will is. And if you if you do that, no one's going to tell you you're wrong. Right. So where are all these people coming from where they feel adverse and they're at conflict with the world around them because someone is telling them they're wrong? Well, maybe they're not really doing their true will yeah. because they're stuck in ego identification. You know, they're stuck in doing someone else's will that was programmed into them. Or they're stuck doing a slave job, <laughs> you know, wage slave. Uh, you know, 
that's another form of not but, doing but, your but own the, will. But the, but the thing, yeah, is that you have to, uh, you have to look at it. And, see, I've always been an artist, so good. Making money has always had to be something that I've looked at it like, well, secondary. I this, but this isn't who I am. Right. I, Me too. Yeah, I, I've always worked in a shipping and receiving context. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm not harming anyone in doing what I'm doing. My actions are, are I take a package, I ship it out, I receive packages, and right. then that's about it. You know, I mean, sure. I'm not, but I understand I work in the printing industry and there's a lot of propaganda that flows through in and out of there. But a lot of people underestimate the power of propaganda, and I understand why, hmm. because they don't understand that. For instance, when the internet and the computer age came, they said, well, printing industries would be obsolete everything would be digital but huh. that wasn't true because it can't pandas printed on paper right <laughs> they yeah. they do more they make more uh gains in mind control with written stuff written on a piece of paper yeah than they do on the internet yeah look at business <laughs> i mean you know look at the look at the stock markets and shit i mean i guess that's all digital now too but I don't know. I guess we're getting sidetracked. It's digital, but that, but there's also, but there's a lot of people reading newspapers in those pictures, right? Yeah, that's true. And the and the newspapers the like printed, the printed, right, right. They they because they're they're looking at the finance page, you know. Right. Yeah, that's true. And those fucking occult symbols, like you know, a bunch of letters. But anyway, yeah, uh, the so money we, occult. right. Like I mean, it it's all. Basically, the whole system, everything around us is like in a, is like different levels of occulted systems run by, um, you know, people in orders within orders within order, you know, like rings within rings, you know, that fucking that whole Cecil Rhodes type construction of like the way that yeah. the secret societies are. And so we, I mean, the newspapers are results of that tv's result of that and all these things like were heavily influenced by crowley like they took his idea like okay can we talk about the um let's say like the the new aeon and do these people the OTO, at least, do they want to tear down the structure of the universe? I mean, are they trying to be so debauched and like, I don't know, like, I, I guess I don't really understand. So it's hard for me to form a question. Um, can you tell me about the new, the, the new Aeon and how like the crown and conquering child, like a child is like, stupid and making mistakes and like running on emotions and so how can this lead us to a dawning of a better age well to understand that portion you have to understand the previous two eons Mm -hmm. the previous two eons um the one before the one that we have just exited was the eon of the mother. And that mm-hmm. was where goddess was the supreme. And uh, a lot of 
our knowledge and uh, the order of the universe was in balance at those times. Right. Um, by the time that eon was coming to an end, it became the eon of the father. And the I eon see. of the father is based around Osiris, Osiris worship. Right. Eon of the goddess of the mother is based around Nuit and Isis. Right. And that's where we have, you know, our... Um, are you learn from Isis or Eris comes from that time period I see. Uh, prior to the Osiris time period. Mm -hmm. Now, in the Osiris time period is a time of, uh, of patriarchal rule. Uh, right. When the Osiris time air eon of Osiris came into uh, existence, that's where we start getting uh, the Babylonian kingdoms um the persian era right. um, the ruling in, in uh, egypt the, in, the inception uh, of, of the came, uh, the height so, the of inception the of ruler. the so the inception of the secret societies maybe and the beginning of occulting um is that related to okay. yes because osiris is a dying god and so what they're saying in their occulted way is um, since he rules and he's the dying God, well, he takes what he knows uh, with him to the grave. Um, but he is still the ruler. So you don't know what he knows while he's in the dead. Okay. Um, this is a dark occultic uh, view of how they see it um, mm -hmm. because the, there's always two sides to a situation and the Osirian mysteries also gave us the Christ. And right. in all of these time, all of these eras that, um, uh, eras, um, kingdoms that, that came into existence, they all had a religious system and they all had a, a person in their, uh, pantheon that was a Christ-like person. Hmm. Um, and at times Osiris fulfilled this role because he died and he was raised again from the dead. Right. So like the solar uh, disc goes in like the winter months, is it, I mean, that kind of yeah. idea for me to help to me to understand, like, yeah, the, I'm relating it to yeah. the solar. That they, yeah, because the, the whole uh, Egypt, Egyptian mythology about Osiris dying and being born again is also about the sun right. um, dying, coming back in the spring and bringing life with it. Yes. So there's this, that's, that's one of the problems that exist um, for the kingdom of, uh, for, for the eon of Osiris. Um, in this time period, we, we get oppression because they, it threw the balance off while the goddess was in control. Things were in balance. Mm -hmm. But once the uh, pantheon changed and it became a uh, masculine energy ruling the earth, uh, that brought with it severity. That's, that brought with it uh, uh, force of strength and, and violence. Right. And through that became oppression. And, and that's how we got to the point that we are today where governments have been refining themselves since the time of kings in yeah. order to how can i rule these people without them realizing they're being ruled because every time they realize they're being ruled i get my castle stormed and they burn down everything 
pitchforks yeah 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 yeah. yeah that's yeah. what they came down to they, smart they were like how do i rule these people without them figuring out they're being ruled well that's yeah. what we have today right. and that is the pinnacle totally of that thought process right so we get to the uh eon of, of horus the child um the reason it seems that way that a child would be uh we, we 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 noticed all the negative aspects of the child, but we forget the the positive aspects of a child is a view of things innocently, right? Of uh, a true understanding of right and wrong before someone told them otherwise, mm -hmm. because they're born with it. We're born with right. knowing natural law and, and right. knowing how things are, and and they fuck us out of it with right. with their education system. Right. Yeah, they you know, teach us and, to uh, deny our own compassion and like, oh, that's just the way it is. Right. You got to make money. You got to go do, you know, whatever. You got to kill these and, chickens. And, and or... you, it, go ahead. And, and the, the point of, of, of schooling is that it's a group. Yeah. People get put in a group. It's not right. like they're learning individually. They're in, always in a group. Right. So what happens to one happens to all of them. And, and, it, and it instills this collectivist idea into them. Yeah. Yeah, so that yeah. way they will never think about rebelling. It's not until a child is singled out by the group do they learn independent thought. Right. Um, that's why I have no problem with my children. Uh, my, my children, they have friends, but they're never beholden to them. They've always tried to, you know, be who they are. Yeah. Uh, and I, I trust them in that, that measure of, of existence. My son says he has one friend. He's 14 years old and he hasn't had friends most of his life, but he's okay with that because right. he knows who he is and he right. has a sense of value of himself. Oh, he's not so seeking he's it in others. It doesn't bother him. Right. He's not seeking right, it elsewhere. Right. He's it's not seeking within. others for validation. Right. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, he understands himself. And, and I think a lot of that has to do with we, we trying to raise our children with love yes. and they know that they're always going to be loved so they don't have to uh, seek that love somewhere else right. and a lot of it of, of conformity and 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 fitting into a group of, of collectivist thinking a lot of that comes from a lack of love right and love is kids don't feel loved at home you know? and love is the structural foundation of will you know in the thelemic yeah you know view and uh and, like, and a lot of people miss the idea they think love is something um uh, what what is the best definition of what love is is that i've come across from crowley is it's the bringing together of that which has been divided right what when we we're all individuated here right that that goes into you know that when we die we go back to the universal collective of God. Yes. We are all God. We're all one in the afterlife. But while we're here in the flesh, we are individuated. Right. We are separated from each other. Right. We are separated from ourselves. And so that's where love comes in. It's, it's the bringing together of that which has been divided. So whenever a group of humans get together and, and enjoy each other's company, that's love. Whenever yeah. a group of, of people... Uh, are, are brought together for a marriage or a birth or a death that is demonstrating love but people don't see that 
They don't see that it's the bringing together of that which is divided because if they did see that, they would see how we're divided everywhere else in our world. There's, they'll see how we're divided through politics and, and, and mind control all right. over the place. Right, yeah. It, and, it, and that's like, part of what they didn't want. And loneliness and, you know, depression and oh, these things are rampant in our society and people are taking Prozac based pills to like make them numb so they don't have to feel you know what i mean like we're so damaged mentally and emotionally if we could just like if, if there was if people knew of love like knew it exists maybe then they could have hope and not take those fucking sri you know drugs and all that whatever it's it's like choosing death it's like choosing yeah. not to be uh, aware and awake it's really uh, and it's an attack. It's a it's a weapon, you know, against us. And like, yeah, if we want to stay, yeah. uh, you know. And this Thelema idea of love being the the where the will is generated from, and where all like if if love is the oneness, then I mean, I guess. I, it's such a big concept it's tough to put it into words but I, it's if people could see that love is why everything then maybe they wouldn't be so goddamn depressed all the time and maybe they wouldn't be afraid of each other and they wouldn't like listen to the goddamn mind control <laughs> uh, i guess i'm just waxing well, philosophical the... it's not really a question but it's, that that's the one of the main problems we face in the world is that right. people who don't understand love continue to make children and they they reinstall what they've learned into their children and it magnifies and right. so now we're having a a world where not only are people being made into psychopaths but they're inside of them they know they shouldn't not they should care for other people right so it's like cognitive dissonance happens and we get these confused people in the world trying to make the world a better place but they're not helping the world be a better place because they don't realize the instrument they're going to try to use is an instrument of violence wow there that's part of the cognitive dissonance is, is nature will always find a way i am always on the side of nature that right. it will find a way to fix this yes but part of that is having to deal with people's growth this is where you know they stay in a child in their mind they're right. failing to to come to the logical conclusions of their situations. Mm -hmm. um, Crowley's idea was not that we should be children in our minds, but that we should approach each other as children would and okay. live in this world as children would. You know, children are, are not in the way that, uh, the way they are today are not the way 
they were in his time. Mm -hmm. uh, what he meant by that is, is that, you know, the children possess an innocence that, uh, that, that grownups don't have because grownups instill this oppression. Mm -hmm. um, there was this idea that the, uh, the child crowned and conquering is going to change the world from the old paradigm to one where the father and the mother are balanced. Okay. And this is where in the book of the law, it talks about a woman being girt with a sword and that's justice. So justice is coming and justice is coming in the form of a woman because woman and child have been oppressed for decades and uh, centuries in this, in this old eon. Uh, there's going to be some overshoot. We see a lot of the world today as maybe it's cultural programming, uh, but what it really is, is a reaction to being oppressed. Yeah. Uh, it will go to extremes. It's going to go, it's going to go beyond it, what it should go to, but, but it's right. going, that's the way waves work. It's is a it wave like frequency. And so this wave frequency is going to go off the charts before it settles down and gets to a medium where now we have balance between male and female in our world. Uh, the balance is shifting. It's an eon. It, so it doesn't happen over 10 years or 20 years or even our lifetimes. Uh, but, but what is occurring uh, is something that's inevitable. Now, the dark occult will take that inevitability and they're going to try to use it to their advantage mm -hmm. um the people ruling over us they're, they're going to want to use that to their advantage and so they needed um they need people to try to stay they, they need to divide the divisions uh in place um, because this whole process of awakening is happening but it's right. not happening like the way um, people may want it to happen. People, mm -hmm. people like instant karma. People like instant gratification. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm more of the, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to see it happen. Uh, I'm not going to see the world better in my lifetime, but I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back to continue doing okay. what I can do to make this world better. Beautiful. Uh, that, that's the way I, I look at it. I, I can't see myself uh, being angry um with the world as much as uh, uh it may seem uh is warranted uh because it's a profound sadness that compassion gives you mm -hmm. uh, i see i've tried to see everyone in this world as my brother and sister uh, because like, even in the book of the law and in other Buddhist texts and stuff like that, every man and every woman is a star, right. which means that there is no difference between each, every, every one of us is a star. We're right. all the same, but like the stars, we're all individual. Right. We're all separated. We're all different. Um, so I see, when I see the world, I, I try to be compassionate and, uh, uh be forgiving. I, I understand that I can't change the world by myself. Uh, so I will change what I can with, with what's available to right. me. You know? right. um, what you can do. New you eon, do. Um, 
I'm sorry, Andrew. Yeah. Please continue. That's, that's the new Aeon. No, no. <laughs> the, 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 the new Aeon being uh, the crown and conquering child also has a, a detrimental side to it. Um, and that detrimental side is uh, that the uh, Horus of the new Aeon is called the Horus of the Two Horizons. The other half of Horus um, of this Aeon uh, is a god of war. It's a god of war that wants to uh, wants to right what's wrong, but it's severe, and there's consequences to the severity, which makes which means that the delay it, it's going to not happen as quickly as they wanted to. Um, Crowley had it in his mind that the Anamaat was going to be on us very quickly, uh, within you know a hundred years. Uh, but I, I don't say I don't share that uh, that belief. Yeah. I, I believe what that kind it's a of growth of, of, a, of growth of consciousness rather than like a timing of the planets or whatever. It's like it takes time for the consciousness to 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 bake in this oven of Earth. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I think it's it takes um, consciousness grows over an for an eonic period where, where we got from where we are today is in, in the eon of Osiris. Uh, the consciousness didn't start changing, didn't become what it is at the moment from the beginning. It was something else at the beginning. Right. Uh, so now this new eon is coming into effect. It's changing and it's going to take time for it to grow into what it's going to be. Uh, right. I think death, uh, is a process of that consciousness growing. I think that um, it's not something like, I think people want humans to grow exponentially the way they have individually. And it, it's, it's been hindered. It's possible, but the hindrance is, is, the eon the prior eon controlling everything the prior okay. eon controlling everything doesn't want to relinquish power it's right. the dark occult itself it has right. gained all this power through the eon of osiris and they right. don't want to relinquish it right. so they're they're going to try to control the change rather than let the change occur naturally and so, they're going to try to keep themselves in power would you say that um, that's they're going to use war for that would you say that that's what's happening now with this? Um, they're kind of throwing everything at the wall and seeing if it'll stick. You know what I mean? Like all of the New World Order shit is all going all at once. And it's like, and they're dividing us as much as they possibly can. You know, like, you know, gender, race, you know, sexuality, like all these things. Like, I'm one of these. Oh, well, I don't like you because you're one of those. Like, you know, and. That whole shit, like that, and then everybody's like bothering to look at you know one thing or the other, um, instead of focusing. You know they're too busy fighting, and uh, like it, it's the epitome of their of their mind control, like power at this moment with all of their like they got the pedal of the metal i guess it's like and do you see that as what they're doing they're trying to hold on to that osirian era and they know it's it's changing and they're doing their best to like get all the 
all the pieces off the board in their own, you know, before it like time is up. The controllers are putting the pedal to the metal and they're really amping up everything. All the mind control is like full on. And do you think that Liber Oz was an attempt to thwart that and to help us to be free? Is that is that how I should interpret that? Because that's how I've always that, seen it. I I believe so. I, I believe you know Liber Oz is part of why they wanted to suppress him and make him out to be a bad guy. And, uh, don't don't look at his other information. You know. Right. Know that he was the wickedest man in the world, and he said, "Do it thou wilt." And that's all that people need to understand about him, so that they can become more relativists. Right. Um, but a lot of what he was talking about had to do with human freedom and uh, humans understanding. Um, like he understood that we were in a childlike mentality. That human beings, even then, people were, you know, kept children by those who controlled them. Right. And and um. Part of what the, the, the solution to that was that the book of the law stated that the law was for all. Now, that means it should not be occulted. Right. Uh, the law should be given to all human, all humanity. And so what Crowley started to do, part of why he uh, went into getting writing his own books and getting them published himself outside of uh, OT. Well, he said, he was the head of the OTO, so he could do whatever he wanted. The OTO wasn't going to tell him not to do it. Uh, but the other occult societies in the world, you know, they really frowned on him uh, publishing yeah. the works. Right. Um, and that the, uh, the whole concept that got him in trouble was the sex magic. Right. Um, because the controllers understand that they use that to control other people. Uh, they didn't want him telling people that, uh, you know, uh, unusual sex acts um, may be part of, of uh, joining their club. <laughs> it wasn't something that was supposed to be revealed, you know? Right, right. Uh, <laughs> Maybe because so, they're embarrassed. They didn't like him. They're embarrassed, but also for the same reason. Well, was it's the why does Jeffrey Epstein had why did Jeffrey Epstein have power? Right. He had power because he could embarrass a lot of people. Right. You know, right. he was probably a dark dark magician himself. Of course. Uh, just by doing what he did. Right. Um, and and that's and that's their maintain their control through blackmail right. and power. Exactly. Uh, they they maintain the then and so Crowley went off and told them you know fuck you I'm gonna. I'm going to print everything that I print. All he did was he changed a lot of names. Uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, he uh, he told them if, if you're not doing, if, if you're legitimate and and the secret, the secret chiefs, you know, if they want you to maintain your power, then don't worry about what I'm doing. Right. Uh, so, you know, he, he, he was frowned upon for that. You know, the idea that, you know, the spiritual law of an eon should be known by all humanity was a no-no and they, they did not like that right because um, that's, that's freedom the basis of will that's right. freedom right. that's uh crowley's do it thou wilt is freedom which means they sh they anyone that says you shouldn't be free should be thwarted should be killed 
right. they didn't like that because that's their job. That's, their, that's, their, yeah, yeah. that's how they that's how they make their money. They make right. their money by restricting and ruling people. Exactly. Um, so Crowley's also also said they uh, like I had said earlier that every man and woman was a star, which means that there's no difference between any one of us and we're all brothers and sisters. Well, everybody that has been killed in the 20th century was telling us that. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, he stopped right. being divisive and being a, a, a strict Muslim at the end of his life. And he said, you know, the fighting between people is stupid. We're all brothers and sisters. Right. And then they shot him. Martin Luther King said the same thing. We're all brothers and sisters. And then they shot him. Exactly. John Lennon, Bob <clears throat> Marley, Jimi Hendrix. Right. I mean, they say, oh, well, they, a lot of these people died of drug overdoses or, or you know, they oh, didn't no. treat themselves right. Jim Morrison. But no, they, yeah, they used drug overdoses. Somebody overdosed them. Right. They, they were drug yeah. users. Like, they, they weren't were, going like, to kill them. Right. So, yeah, you use drugs to feel good, not to die. Like, yeah, somebody you know, silenced and, them. Someone yeah. took their weakness. Right. Yeah, Jimi right. Hendrix yeah, they, was starting to like make songs. He was they, starting you know to be friends this. with the they, Black they, Power. They and then like they fucking he like literally you yeah. can't eat yeah. it was like what the dangerous. amount of alcohol that he had like it was all in his belly and like not in his system you know and like he why was he dead and shit and like uh look at and fucking someone forced drank him someone made him drink exactly yeah yeah and uh and because he was alone you know what i mean like somebody came and got him he needed yeah. people that loved him near him to keep him safe but uh, also yeah. look at like Kurt and, Cobain. And, and the problem. Okay, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Kurt Cobain problem? was getting to that point. Exactly. Yeah, he was yeah, breaking but, free. Uh, that's 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 my thing is that everybody that tells us that we're we're going to be all right as long as we take care of each other and we're all one and we're right. brothers and sisters. Every time somebody does that, they kill them. And right. why do they kill them? Because these people are media people. They are people within the media that they did not expect to break free from their programming. And they become very dangerous because now they have, they're an icon in these mind control. The mind control has been given everybody that they know. Everybody mm -hmm. that's a celebrity has been given to them intentionally. Right. If somebody from that celebrity list steps out of line and says, hey, wait a second, something's wrong here. There's a chance these people will listen. Yeah, remember Kanye? Remember Kanye yeah. at that fucking concert? He was like, y'all were played like with the Trump thing. And like, then they took him away yeah. to some re-education that he had like blonde hair. And he's like, eh. he's, you know, it's, yeah, they you can't fucking say worked on his brain. Yeah. 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 And then he was and, like, I mean, sorry, boss. Know, yeah, go ahead. As far as I know, I, I don't see him being relevant anymore in the no. media, is he? Uh, from last time I heard, he was going to get a divorce, and I don't hear oh, yeah. about any music coming out. I don't no. hear, I don't hear about any tour coming along. It's like yeah. they muted him. Right. They said, "Hey, you shut up." And it's if and you it, don't shut up, we'll we'll shut you up. And it's funny. The last thing that he did was a Jesus album. Mm -hmm. That's why yeah. they wanted to shut him up because he's talking about love and Christ, you know. They're like, yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> we don't, thought you were from the slums and you'd quit school and you just want to fuck. And like, you know, no, that, that was part of his attraction for me was that the whole college dropout idea. He was like yeah. saying, 
I'm smarter than college. I don't right. need college. Right. Yeah, I'm out of but, here. But they obviously gave him what he has. He didn't yeah. get it through his merits. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Like if you're saying, anything, he was put there. If anything, he was seen as a um, as a convenient uh, um, role player. He he was yeah. you know he he was the the engineer music engineer for jay-z that's right. how he got that he was nobody he had that. actual he talent just, or whatever he had actual talent that he yeah. made on his own he was able to become this guy that that made uh beats for jay-z and uh someone at jay-z's level label you know they say we can use this guy use and they, right. we can use this guy we're gonna yeah. use this guy we're gonna put out these other albums we're gonna make him into this image yeah. and as soon as he starts saying stuff on his own that doesn't Fit the image they want yeah they start trying yeah. to shut them up it's right. not uh it's not so easy to just kill people anymore you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah it's true uh, but, i but, mean maybe but when not. it's important when it's important when it's something like uh you know a documentary about elite pedophiles well then yeah two yeah. Chris rock Cornell musicians or, right. both died and, right. and two rock musicians and a tv personality right. all and, died and look at how they were murdered story. they had like the thing around their neck and like a red sash and like the auto asphyxiation it was, a, it, it was an it was a cult ritual it was you know to silence okay. it was it right. was a, it was it was like a spell done to silence other people because that That's, like i mean isn't that the same as what like robin williams had and like mm-hmm Robin was, Williams, yeah. Yeah, and it's like the he, he red suffered thing. from depression, but people that suffer from from immense sadness have a a a eye in the world that other people don't. Like they 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 really see when people care and, and when yeah. compassion happens because their their mind has been clouded by sadness and and, and disconnectedness, you know. So when they see mm-hmm. connection, they recognize it. And um, for some reason someone wanted him gone too i i don't think that he killed himself i i don't think a lot of people that have you know i don't think a lot of them kill themselves but um who who did it and 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 why well there's a lot of reasons why and i i don't know who yeah and it's not like we could speculate we're just regular joes but you know uh the um the the dark cult like they like to find actual talent and then give them a bunch of drugs to like control them with, you know, mm-hmm. and that, and then once they start to get off drugs or they start to like, but the, the drugs is like a control mechanism. And then once they can't control them with drugs anymore, they'll just be like, all right, well, just throw them away. You know what I mean? Like Kurt Cobain, like he was quitting heroin and he was divorcing his fucking handler wife and, you know, it's uh, and they, yeah, like they would, use like real talent until they can, they, until it's, it's like all the juice is gone, and you know, and then they they use the, the drugs to control them while they're still squeezing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it all it all becomes a uh, uh, a tool for blackmail. Exactly. That's what it all it all comes down to a tool for blackmail because yeah. uh, a lot of these people. A lot of times they just fall off the face of the earth and you never hear about these musical artists anymore. Well, when you think about it, what happened was they were told to do something. They said, that's, 
that's against my conscience. And they said, well, bye, you're gone. But you don't hear them talk about it. They don't say, hey, this happened to me. There has to be some kind of non-disclosure agreement that happens that, you know, a lot of these people. Or maybe they were compromised on the way in. And they got information. They they got something they don't want being released. So they're going to, I mean, look at Dave Chappelle. Like what he, Dave Chappelle almost told us, but then he didn't tell us. And like, you know, what the fuck? Is, and then what he the way he does tell us is he tells a story about how a pimp controls his whore and like that's why he ran away from Hollywood and then he just kind of like gave us a wink and like uh, get it and then we're like you know a lot of people are just like huh but I understand like Hollywood is the pimp and all the people are the whores you know what I mean and they use them up and they you know they have like a a certain length of time before they realize they don't want to be whores anymore and you know they they it's dave was really good about that i don't mean to fall down into that but i mean um i don't think they can say anything i think that in order to get in the crew in the group you got to do something bad <laughs> you know i don't think anybody that's higher up like look at fucking dennis hastert and shit he was like the speaker of the house for the longest running of anybody and he he was a he was a gym teacher that molested boys and was already making payments to some kid and then they promote him to government and then he's like the longest it's like if they know they can control you with something they pick you you know so like they yeah, choose yeah, you're, you're more accessible if they if they don't got nothing on you they don't want you right. you, you can't be controlled Exactly. And, so, and, and that and that's where they get the they get the idea that part of uh, the economic brainwashing that goes around is that you know well if this person doesn't make any money how can you believe them? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why does that have to do with anything about the truth? What does right. that have? But that's what people believe. They're like, well, how much money has he made? How many books has he written? But that doesn't matter. He. He's yeah. telling the truth. If it's the truth, if it right. resonates as truth, then what does that matter? Yeah, but they, they, that's part of, you know, economic it's mind logic, control. Thing. Logical fallacies. Yeah, logical fallacies. That, you know, right. that, you know that he, must, he makes a lot of money. He must know what he's talking about. Now, why do you think people believe Bill Gates about anything? Right. Why did they vote for Donald he's Trump? He's not an expert, <laughs> but they, they vote for Donald Trump and they, yeah, vote yeah. For, they love Bill Gates and Fauci because they make a lot of money. Right. But how does Bill Gates make his money? <laughs> His mother was friends with fucking IBM and his mother and the guy from IBM was like, IBM was like, hey, uh, so I want to make this computer thing. And she's like, oh, well, give it to Bill. You know? <laughs> we need him to be rich 30 yeah, years from now so that he can control the world because they got this plan, you know, and they got so they created Bill. They gave him the job with all that money. They allowed him to fucking do the monopoly type you know business practices and stealing intellectual property and they they cleared all the courts for him and they you know they they gave him the greased wheel and uh like he's just a product of them he's just doing it he's not like it's not from him like it's fucked that people think he's smart because he's got money he's just been given you know his, his fucking dad is like fucking lawyer was it his mom's lawyer but anyway they're fucking friends with rockefeller man i mean but his dad his dad was the head of uh, planned parenthood right was the head of planned parenthood and was like one of them <laughs> so was there's a, the eugenics connection right. 
and one of them one of them was banking the other one was lawyer <laughs> and like the mom's grandfather was like the the head of the central bank of seattle and like, like that. yeah and like yeah, the, so they, they they were they were the local elite exactly the top of the and they they created bill like imagine him as a kid what a fucking piece of shit that dude must have been dude he's still bad like oh man but like here in here in here in texas we have frost bank and frost bank has a building in every major metropolitan that they built themselves so in my estimation they're in the club somehow because mm. their building in austin is the one that looks like an owl oh i'm sure you've heard about that one that's frost bank okay there's that a there's building. one in there's one in nashville that kind of looks like but it's not frost i don't know what that one is. it's like at&t or some shit but i'll have to look it up when i go and, when, uh, when here, we're done with this look up look up the frost bank building here in san antonio okay uh, it's a broken it's a broken spiral <laughs> it's like a unicorn horn it it spirals up and then the top of it is all jagged like they broke it Weird. Weird. like like think of a what is the symbol symbolic of a unicorn horn right it's purity it's right. it's goodness there's everything everything in the movie legend that you learn about a unicorn, yeah, 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 how, yeah. How, how perfect and pure it is right well right. they made a tower that looks like a unicorn horn with with it broken off right you know that reminds me of uh, <laughs> so to me they're they're expressing some dark intentions exactly yeah <laughs> And I mean, is it commonly known as a unicorn horn, or is that just how you interpret it when you see it? Okay, it's known as uh, postmodernism. Okay, it's, it's, it's postmodernism art. is saying it's architecture. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, art. yeah, 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 man. That's postmodernism funny. is Satanism in architecture. Right. Yeah. I mean, look at the art of the new the new art that they're doing, and what the CIA was pushing, and all the fucking the CIA is dark occult. Like I mean, what the dark occult was pushing. Out. And then look at nine eleven was an uh, was an example of that. You know, because they took away two cubes, two cube pillars that were perfect cubes, but pillars, uh, which is balance and harmony in the universe, and they replaced it with uh, with with the. Uh, uh, They're like triangles. It's like. No, oh, it's it's uh, it's it's the octagon. It's a tesseract. Oh, it's a tesseract. really? Is it the a whole fucking... building is a tesseract? Wow, I gotta look because at it it's again. four it's four sides and then it twists and then it's the, the other eight, the other four sides to make it eight. Oh, so the top is a four and then the bottom four is a four and, and, and it's twisted, twisted so that yeah. it looks like when you look down, the shadow would make an octagon right maybe it's, it's, it's based around that if you look at it you can tell that it's a, it's a tesseract wow it's wow. actually eight-sided <laughs> wow god damn dude i've been seeing the tesseract everywhere since mark taught us about that shit and it's like i mean and, and then they got the tesseract fountains below where? it oh really at, oh yeah i'm gonna have center. to man maybe we'll have to do another one where like you know hey look at this and we can go online and share screens and shit and like, <laughs> right right fun fun so yeah. um the uh so let's see where were we the, well one okay. one one point i wanted to make um carrying on with the the idea of crowley right please um, yes the uh thing that i i i've 
been on Facebook for a long time and uh, I'm part of some Thelema groups. Then mm-hmm. I go into the Thelema groups to see what people are thinking. Like, what, what are the Thelemites thinking? Right. Very, very, very few of them have come to the conclusion that Thelema means that is, is compatible in anarchy only. Uh, they think that, you know, Thelema uh, is perfectly compatible with, you know, government and being ruled over. And, How can that work? I, I, they they don't understand the concept of sovereignty and that uh, every man and woman is a star. They they think that uh, that the way to through it is, is is to accomplish that is through the violence, through the use of of, of powerful government and collectivism and, and collectivism. And and they 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 miss they miss that. I don't know how they miss that. That's crazy. That's like a that's I've like come across very few of them are anarchists. They don't they don't think that. Crowley was an anarchist. They think that yeah. he, he and yes, I understand that he worked for the government and he he Oh and MI6 has, and the right, whole yeah. shit. But he did that for his benefit. He he did that as a as a look, I'm an international person, sign me up. They didn't really it's his ego really again. Wanted him. Yeah, it's his ego. <laughs> and, and and it was a job. He saw it as an excuse for a job, right? And uh, I, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know how much you know. He, what, what knowledge? What did he do other than what? What could he have spied on from the U.S. and for the British when the British had a had access to all the information anyway? Well, it's not like they're always spying. I mean, he influences and like right. you know, look at uh, you know, I, like I they had the, was, like the Raw Doll and the fucking those people. Like they came over from Britain. They like did their influencing, and yeah. like they 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 you know in a sense they that's a power. They don't have to. Um, doesn't have to be like, you know, they're occultists. They're they're gonna they're gonna go around. They're you're not gonna see how they're getting at you. Right. Yeah. I I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just think that. Um, that a lot of when we look at what he did uh, as far as for the government of his time mm-hmm. uh, he did for self-preservation uh that's what i believe because of uh, money but I, mm-hmm, because he, he had to to keep himself alive right. um i think that uh, doing so was also part of how he secured a place for himself in england in his age because he was eventually kicked out of uh, out of Safali. Italy. He, Italy, then, for sure. Then he had he was in Tunisia, hmm. and when he was in Tunisia, he didn't have any money. He 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 all he kept was a diary. There's a, a book about his Tunisian diary, and mm-hmm. and he it's basically about him. He's like, I'm gonna try to do this magical work so I can get uh, so I can get out of here so I can make some money. <laughs> uh, but you know you could tell in his diary like he'd be pissed off because the people he would write to in england wouldn't send him money and you know and, uh, it sucks. He, <laughs> at, at, at his age after after he was kicked out of italy he just tried to uh survive so right. uh he he accumulated all this uh, knowledge and everything he worked for the for britain because he needed them to forgive him till he could come home I think I, I think a lot of it was that he he knew he wasn't gonna have nowhere to go. Right. Um, because when he was in America, uh, a lot of what he wrote about was you know he was doing drugs and uh, trying to uh, do occult rituals. Uh, uh, 
I think the uh, the famous one he did in New York was when he crucified the frog. Um, Can you I explain he, that? I've never heard that one. Um, well, I'm not sure exactly what he was uh, aiming for, but I understand the symbolism of the crucifying the frog was uh, he was trying to uh, overcome the old eonic forces. He thought that uh, uh, old eonic forces were working against him, so uh, the idea was he's going to crucify the frog like he would crucify Jesus. So it would be the dying god. It was a representation of the dying god, and he reenacted it to say that I'm the one that's going to have the power. And, and it, yeah, it seems blasphemous, but when you look at it through symbolism, you kind of can understand that. Well, it's only a symbol. Right. That's 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 what a lot of religionists don't like about us people that follow symbolism is that we can recognize that it's a symbol. Right. And they they don't see it as a symbol; they see it as their faith. Yeah, because yeah. of because of how the religion is mind controlled. Yeah. Um, and some people because, like to use that. Like, I mean, look at old Skinny Puppy. I don't know if you heard of that band, but I mean, yeah, they would, they I, used, would, I used to listen to them. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Ogre would like he he would like crucify a cattle carcass like in front of the crowd and shit. And you know, it's a shocking thing, right? But um, it has like a it, it does something to the consciousness of the person watching and because they seen seeing with the symbols and they're thinking about all these these ideas like as it's happening and so it's like an artwork i guess for him yeah. anyway i don't know about crowley i'm not saying that but. right right well yeah crowley like you have to ask yourself okay well if if this thing happened and uh he's the only one that knows about it but he puts it in his book so I mean, you gotta go like oh, oh right can you trust it? Right, right. Can you really trust it? It's his book. He wrote it. Uh, sure. But so you you got to look at a lot of things he says like that. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the important things that I have found about Thelema is that it's compatibility with natural law and with uh, anarchy. Uh, right. Pe people don't want to admit that. Uh, they think that uh, that Crowley was a dark occultist solely, which means that he would want he wanted to control everyone. Uh, but I, I don't I didn't get that impression from his writings because I did not uh, I did not adhere to OTO. Uh, I've never trusted them. I've never wanted to join them. Smart. Um, probably, I know people that have been that have joined. Please continue. Go ahead. Well, see, I, I, I'm also in these Facebook groups. There are people in those groups from OTO. Yeah. Uh, and there there are divisions and infighting that occurs yeah. and they put it all on social media to defend themselves against the flock because <laughs> the flock is going because the flock is under mind control and they're right. going to listen to whoever is the one saying they're the leader. Yeah. And they need to, they need to abandon that idea that there should be a leader, you know. <laughs> right. Right. Just abandon the idea, understand right. that this is this is not something that is going to gain you power by joining a club. What exactly. the Lima will give you is autonomy. It will, what it will give you is uh, an idea of so sovereignty and uh, control over your life. Because when you understand that, I try to explain to people, will, willpower, willpower, use your willpower. And they're like, oh, no, I, I can't do that. And it's like, okay, well, <laughs> that, that's the first step oh, of man. accomplishing anything is right. to if you want to accomplish any endeavor in life you want to get your house clean you want to paint your house you want to buy a new car you want to it, it, it applies it's the application of will right. 
but application of will is what will drive forward reality that's what they don't get yeah. is that you can actually change your whole reality through willpower but it will take action they yeah. a lot of people still get stuck in the that probably was a new ager and that part of it is pillow city uh, but it's, it's you can't be a pillow sitter you probably hated the con that's why Crowley wasn't a, a buddhist him and his best friend before he became an occultist thought about being buddhist they went to tibet his his best friend stayed there huh. crowley left crowley i i can't do this all my life but he right. went to tibet to learn buddhism first before he became an occultist that's good a lot of people don't realize that um so he went to buddhism and then he went into the into the pyramid and it didn't connect until later in life that love is the law like i mean he was starting on that he was focusing on that first part where it was like you know like satisfying himself but even after the buddhism i i think um what was detriment to crowley's uh, mental health was the death of his wife the death of his wife and the death of his first his death of his child uh, his wife didn't die till much later, but she went mad. So right. that, in a sense, is a death. That because she of the, no longer because the child the was child gone. died. Right. So he had it all together. He kind of understood it from from the time that it was given to him. But all of that fell apart. All of that fell apart, and he he understood that uh, his his mental survival was going to incorporate his ego his ego wasn't going to allow him to be defeated okay. um, because he had already suffered so much through his childhood that got him to that point uh, with his childhood you know he had an abusive father and he was an alcoholic uh, i think he was raped in uh, at school um, so you know he, he wasn't going to allow um, his world falling apart to define him so what he did was define himself uh, and right. he got lost in ego and uh, he bolstered himself and, and, and made himself a grandized person and um, got people to buy his books and got people to uh, to to follow him and, uh, and became a cult following for him. Um, but uh, a, a lot of that is, is running away. A lot of that was him saying, you know, I'm not going to deal with uh, with this I, I everything i believed in it fell apart and it's gone so right. uh he he gave up on a lot of that but um he understood that it it, it didn't help him in the end he understood that when he uh tried he was trying to get off of heroin right at, at, at that point that when he, he was trying to have another son in late in life right he had to get off heroin in order to uh procreate well, that that was part of the issue, but uh, and that's what I've heard. He, I mean, he, did, you know. he did have other sons while he was, you know, using still. Uh, what okay. what it was he, he did have the son from uh, his time in Cephalu. Okay. Uh, once he was broke and in Tunisia before he moved back to uh, um, England, um, he had come to the realize that he he wasn't going to get off of heroin and it bothered him. It, 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 it made him question himself and all his choices because 
he believed in the supremacy of the will. And if he couldn't will himself to stop using well, heroin, what, 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 what was he, you know, that right. he, it, 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 so that's where he came to understanding that this was his karma that, you know, wow. you know, it, it took, yeah, this is yeah. my karma. I and will is it. his most important thing. And heroin yeah. is the one thing that takes away your will all the way. Like all you want is more heroin. Like it is nothing yeah. left. It's just, yeah. He, he was using cocaine to get off heroin. That makes sense. So, so, <laughs> it probably wasn't. Maybe, maybe. Uh, what is it? Well, there's only how many drugs does Britain Ebola, have? Ebola. How many? How many drugs does England have to offer? Like they run yeah. all the heroin and they run all the cocaine. Like what? What else you got over there? I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. if he had some ibogaine, he probably would have got off. Right. Get off the heroin, right? But and that would have been. Drugs. And imagine, imagine with his, uh, with his mind. Right, the that's one fucking thing I never visions he would have had just being able to like the ibogaine is like more powerful than suppose i've never had but ibogaine, i've never had it either but the closest but, i've gotten to it is dmt right and like i've smoked the dmt but that's like six minutes of blast off and it, every every drug has its own like dmt is different from mushrooms is different from mescaline is whatever but yeah. uh Ibogaine, I've never had, and I've heard that it is way more totally encompassing, and it's like three days. It's like a peyote, you know, but uh, more more powerful. And that imagine like with all of his like ceremonial magic, like knowledge and all of his experience, to have an ibogaine trip, like well. That must have been good. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, that's part of his flawed nature of his character. Uh, I don't know why he believes so much in the book of the law when the book of the law states, take strange drugs where my secrets will be revealed to you. And he stuck with heroin and cocaine. <laughs> I really I really don't know why you stuck with those two. Yeah. Um, he, he probably would have benefited greatly from entheogenic use. Right. If he used more entheogens, but he wasn't an entheogen person, as you know, far as we know. You know. Well, I, heard I don't that, have any record of him taking any hallucinogenics. Really, there was no mescaline. I thought there was mescaline. And of course, uh, hashish, like eating hashish, yeah. can be very hallucinogenic if you do it properly and eat enough of it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know. But if, but I if, think he looked at that as a class drug. Like, I'm the hashish is for the for the low people. Oh, right. that, that's the way he viewed it. You know, the ha yeah. hashish and, and marijuana were around, uh, but if he was going to get stoned, he'd just go straight to heroin. It's so he, like, it it's was really, class thing. It's it was really like he was sad. upper class. It's, yeah. I mean, it's like he's a victim of mind control also. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He was just a vehicle for a message. Yeah. If anything, that's all he was, was a vehicle for a message that needed to exist in the world. Right. And that it that that message has survived. Um, right. Yeah. The message doesn't care about what his character was. Right. The message did, doesn't care what it, what how he ended up because that's his karma. Right. That's what he has to deal with. Right. So yeah, he wasn't a perfect person. So, you know, a, a lot of these uh, Facebook groups they they almost deify him like he was 
like he wasn't flawed at all. And it's like, eh, it was flawed. Don't, Man, don't put him up on a pedestal. I mean, if you want to look for flaws in a person, he's got the thickest fucking rap sheet, man. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but, you know, but, I, but I agree with the law of the Lima. I agree with right. the variety. So right. I call myself a dilemma. And I, I, that's basis of my understanding of, right. of the universe, you know. And, and I tell people, the law of will falls under the seven natural law, spiritual laws. You know, that it's one of the laws below it. It's a sub-law, but it is a law of the universe, just like all other natural laws. It's just, you can't break the natural laws and think that you're following the law of the Lima. Right. Because it explains, because your consequences will always have action. There will right. always be, there will always be karma in the universe. Right. And, and people, people, they want to, um, justify their moral relativism that, that's all right. it is they just and want that's... to say they want to be selfish and they don't really want to care about other people right. in the sense of letting them be free or letting right. them be what they are look for one thing we wanted to be to, uh, one thing i wanted to bring up was you know people think either the drug scene is about doing drugs and justifying doing drugs but it doesn't do that at all um what it does is in that diary of the drug scene it goes through um, these people's addiction problems um, and they want to get off of the drugs. Yeah. Um, the, the problem, the thing is that Crowley comes, the, the character in the story that represents Crowley, but the one with the knowledge of how to solve the problem, uh, being drug addicts, is that they needed to use drugs for a purpose. So... They were when they would do what he told them because this is you know, like I said, Crowley's writing about himself, but he's fictionalizing it, right? Sure. So he like says when when uh, you want to uh, when you need to get work done around the house and you need to you know, accomplish your task, <laughs> do take uppers. some cocaine. Yeah, yeah. Do uppers. And if, <laughs> if you want you need time to relax, take some take some heroin. You know. That is you know that is what that's what a drug user thinks like yeah oh i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna go to work and i'm gonna get all this work done better by doing all this co you know it's like their mind gives them all these excuses like i i can have another one of the, i can have another line of that like what well, it's you know and they came up with the excuse like it's uh it's really sad and the fucking yeah. and the drugs that heroin and cocaine are the, the british empire's favorite shit because it enslaves people yeah like totally yeah it it it, it, it um they're mind blockers they're they, yeah. they block they block your mind from expanding right um and will blockers they're, they're... Yeah. yeah yeah hey uh, i'm gonna have to be going soon. okay i'm sorry we've really we have uh we've had quite a conversation man and i very much yeah. appreciate that you joined us here like this has been fantastic and it's infinitely cool. interesting and I want to keep talking some more. I'm sorry. I just, I haven't been watching the clock and uh, I'm sure that you have dinner and you've got, your kids are waiting. And uh, I thank you so much for your joining us and for your spending time with me. Thank you. Yeah, sure. I, I, I had fun. It was fun. We, we can do it again. Wonderful. Maybe we can, uh, we can talk about anything. Like if you went to yeah. do like a round table or something, you can invite me. That'd be great, man. I'm glad that, um, you know, I'm glad you got the, the technology working and, um, your mind is uh, very welcome, and we we all need to to hear more of you. I think that would be great. 
Thank you. All right. I appreciate that. Thank you. Wonderful. Awesome. Tell your family I said hello and thank you for letting me borrow you for two hours here. <laughs> Have hey, a wonderful no Sunday night, man. Thank you. You too. Okay. Thanks, man. See you.